Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Happy Taco Tuesday, Alice Shattuck. We did not have tacos, however. We did not have tacos. Although there is Taco Tuesday at the at downtown in the town where we reside. Just so you know, next Tuesday, Sally and I saw the saw it Ooh. as we were buying the stuff to boo her classmates, which is something that we have to do this week in between bringing her to seeing lessons. When did in- childhood start to have all these things that you have to do? <sighs> yeah, throw eggs at houses. Shaving cream each other. Let's do something disruptive. Oh, now all of a sudden, as a parent, we have Jimmy? to go buy. We have to no. Let me finish this up. We oh, all have God. to go. I'll go out and buy little Halloween trinkets like pencils and stuff that none of us want around the house. None of the parents whose children are quote booing each other Correct. want any of this junk in our house. I've already thrown out a ton of it that people have booed our kids with. Yeah, you know, I don't want this. None of the other parents <laughs> want it either, and yet we're all for some reason participating in this thing where our kids. Bring it to each I'm other's put houses a, a, and a, a bare leg trap near our bushes near our front and, door. So next time and, a kid comes to boo us, that he gets. But the kids aren't the... doing it independently. These aren't kids who can drive, and in our town, I everything's know. far apart. So the parents are driving them from house to house to boo their friends. I, well, Sally has asked me to do that this week. So I, I know. I think it. it's insanity. Especially since some of these places are like scary dead ends. When did this start? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. <clears throat> I'm against booing. Put me on record. I don't. I. I mean, there was a time when kids just used to egg houses. Somebody just egg a house. Actually, we have an egg colored house, so it wouldn't be as bad. Um, we so, had when we, me and Jimmy, and growing up in Winchester, we had. Okay, I'm gonna be very careful here, Alice. Okay. There were two kids that we knew, Axis Powers, who just happened to hang out together. One kid was off the boat, German, who seemed to be an SS enthusiast, and one kid was from Iran. And I think pro Ayatollah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway, this guy, like the, the this team, they hang out together. They're the bad guys. Mm-hmm. This is in the '80s, so uh, we were still salty at Iran for the hostages. So this team, <clears throat> the German and the Iranian kid, decided um, one Halloween. Well, the rest of us were using shaving cream, you know, and shaving creaming each other. Did you have that when you were a kid? Mm, not really. What you do is you get a shaving cream. You you take off, take off the normal ca- cap and put on mm-hmm. an aerosol cap so it'll shoot far away, like fifteen to twenty feet, whatever. <clears throat> and then we had eggs to throw eggs, whip eggs at each other in houses, which is just kind of mayhem thing. Um, so uh, so the the the, the two kids got together. The German kid who was kind of a friend of ours, kind of, um, but not on this night. And his friend, and they they decided to deploy chemical weapons. So they decided to like you like use aerosol spray filled balloons and things on us, and like in like a 
uh, bottle rockets that have been mm-hmm. dipped in chemicals. It's just they just went. It's there were like it, water it, balloon it, things oh, okay. people did. Uh, okay, but... is anybody there I can talk to? <laughs> because it, it, they decided to deploy chemical weapons. That should be it. That's where the applause sign flashes, Alice. Okay, that's human beings are struck in the humor nerve when you say something. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Jesus. Jeez. The good thing, the best and worst thing about you is that your <laughs> your soul is dead. It's the best and worst thing about you. you won't Speaking laugh. of people whose soul you say is dead, there's Dave Cullinane talk in the chat. John Stewart wants to know oh. if you think he has vocal fry. Um, we're sort of I definitely have vocal fry. Yeah, I would. People I would, say that about I me. Would, so he's talking about Snell bringing in props. I would leave the props alone too. You brought a plant. Yes, but that was to stick at the culinine. It was all part of. Like, I know it was part of a bit, but right. still. Alice is grumpy again. Welcome to my world, Morgan. <laughs> you think Deep, Deep Culinine has some sort of vocal fry? Dave is a ditz. There's no doubt about that. He is, but does he have vocal fry? No, although I think he's one of these guys who says New Britain, too. I think he's got that. Oh, it's a gallant clell. What's it called? <laughs> Glottal stop. Glottal stop. He's got that, too. But Dave's such an odd guy that, that I mean, he's too soulless. I don't even <clears throat> think he has a Boston accent, but he has no soul. You know, Minahan was, when I was in there, had talked about the book, um, 11 Mm-hmm. And, you know, remember, and I asked, I, I just assumed that that's November 22nd, 1963, so that's right. about JFK. That was it a is. safe assumption. And of course it it's is. It's true. <clears throat> so remember I asked Dave if he knew what that date was or what the book would be about? And, of course, he had no idea. Can you imagine an Irish Catholic kid from Boston has no idea what November 22nd, 1963 was? Nobody has any idea anything anymore. <clears throat> yeah, but, like, his dad, Big Jack Cullinane, that Probably had a picture next to the Oh, absolutely. Uh, that was a big crucifix thing. on the wall. JFK was a local guy. This was a big deal here. Mm-hmm. It was kind of international news, too. You know, you don't get murdered every day as a president. But no, nothing. So I don't think he has vocal fry. He's doesn't have, Dave doesn't have enough soul in his heart to have vocal fry. But the but that's what I'm saying. Like nobody knows anything anymore at all. I don't think the people that do those like man on the street things where they ask people incredibly dumb questions and they don't know any answers are like I don't think they have to work that hard to find mm. those people with those answers. Right? It's not like they ask five hundred people and only three of them respond that way because everyone does those and they're incredibly popular. I mean I Ooh. what? I just seen Julian Phil. Kids on Long Island used to put flour in a sock and swing and hit you with the sock, leaving white powder on your costume coat. That's good. Yeah, and John in Wakefield says he got suspended for two weeks with dry ice bombs. Uh, what happens when you chuck your dry ice? It's just that it hurts. I mean, it kind of it kind of like evaporates off it. Where were you in uh, Long Island? Off by it, the way, I my guess, mother's from Rockville Center, and my other people lived in uh, grandparents lived in Hempstead. Uh, okay, so I guess we should talk about some stuff here, Alice. First, I'm going to get to Greta Thunberg, because I want to start out having a an adequate amount of hate. I hate Greta Thunberg. I wish her little sailboat sank. <laughs> I think she's a jerk. She's a bad uh, person. She's selfish, self-centered. She's Thunberg. She's an idiot. She doesn't know anything. I hate her. And I mean, she's a kid. I, she's, she's 18 now, I think. Well... Well, she's, okay, she's a kid. But that explains why she's an idiot, which okay, is Alice, why the world Alice. shouldn't listen to her, obviously. She's a kid, and I hate her. I don't care that she's a kid, okay? I don't care. David Hogg was a kid, too. He's a moron. He's an embarrassment that he's on the earth. Here's Greta Thunberg. I mean, personally, I think that it's, that it's, it's a very bad idea to, to focus on coal when, when this is already in place. But, mm-hmm. but, but of course, it's... Uh, yeah, it's a very inf- infected debate. Um, but for the climate issue, uh, are the, the, the nuclear power plants the better choice for the time being now? It depends. If we have them already running, I feel that it's a mistake to close them down in okay. order to focus on coal. Okay, so my question is this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who's listening to this little idiot, this little creep? Apparently, like, all of Europe. She doesn't know anything about I, But anything. I don't know why they're listening to her. It seems insane. So, 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 according to Thunberg, she's an idiot. According to this dumb cough, any nuclear plant that's built already, you can have, but you can't have new ones. And why is the reason why? 
Because she just doesn't want to. Yeah. And then, like, they're asking for approval. Like, what about the nuclear power plants? Are we allowed to have those? Well, if you've already built them, I'll let you keep them. But otherwise, they act like she's the kid in the Twilight Zone episode with the mind control powers. Like, what should we do, Greta? Tell us. Like, what? You You don't have to listen to the mentally ill Swedish teenager. Right. We don't have to make that our policy. You know who she is? She's Fauci. You never, they can never follow up and tackle her with anything. Oh, disseminate something more charming for us. Or yell at us now. Do one of the, I don't care about this. So they thing. had Ashish Jha at the press conference today, at the press briefing. Did you see, oh, oh, see I any saw of this? You sent it to us. I didn't see it. I live. sent one clip. I was, but I it? only saw it in the, it's in there. I don't know. It, but it was, you know, they, they were doing, I don't know if I got the exact clip because I was like hearing parts of it live. Um, but... But basically, they were, I mean, they were doing this stuff again. Like, what's going to happen this winter? What should we do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all this stuff. Like, they're still asking him, like, questions like that. By the way, John in Wakefield says, when you cap dry ice in a bottle of water, it blows up bigly. Don't lose a hand. So, I guess that makes sense because it's, like, rapidly expanding. Follow-up, since the White House has now said the pandemic is over, um, can you just talk a little bit about what the message is for Americans as we head into the winter months, can they behave as though it's business as usual as long as they are vaccinated? So the president was very clear. COVID is not over. There's a lot of work to do. We (laughs) see. Wow. (laughs) It's not over. Is is this hack, this credentialed, talentless, psychotic, is he allowed to mischaracterize what the president says? Um, The president made it very clear the pandemic is not over. He never made that very clear. He made he the made, opposite clear. Exactly. He said well, that. Well, well so guy- I guess maybe... Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Maybe the distinction he's trying to make is the pandemic phase maybe over, but COVID isn't over. Like, we're in the endemic phase now. This is rough stuff, man. For Americans, as we head into the winter months, um, can they behave as though it's business as usual as long as they are vaccinated? It is- are we allowed to? As long as we get vaccinated, will we be allowed to do the normal things? Can we have Thanksgiving this year? It, seriously, it's a gross question. If I was the news director, I would like say, get get back to here. You're not going out. You're, you're now writing about food. That's it. Can they behave as usual or should they be compliance again? Kate, can they behave as usual, or should we lock all the kids away until the suicide rate gets up to thirty percent? Can they behave as usual? Freaking, what are you freaking kidding me? Right. Yeah, so the president was very clear: COVID is not over. There's a lot of work to do. We still have three to four hundred Americans dying every day, uh, tens of thousands of people getting infected every day. There is a lot of work to do. What we know. What's the work to do? What's the work to do? It's a lot of work. The, He's got a lot of work to, me, to do. That this COVID doesn't give a well, flying F about Ashish well, I'll tell you something. I do know one piece of work that they didn't do, even though we went through exactly this last year, and they didn't do it, and then it's now been another year, and they still are deciding not to do it. Now, go play the clip that I just sent you as well. Should I, I f- sent, finish this cut or no? Um, That's the key part of that cut okay. is, a, is that stuff, yeah. Okay. Two follow-ups, if I can, on topics that you talked about. When you say that you expect there to be a pickup in the pace of uh, vaccines in October, did the White House miscalculate the demand for these new boosters when you asked Congress for the money for this? No, remember, we had no money for this. And we thought it was really important, and I still think it's really important, that we have enough vaccines for Americans, uh, for any American who wants it. And so when we, so we had no money, we asked Congress for money. Congress chose not to fund it. We went and had to pull money from other really important programs. Um, We purchased about 170 million doses. Uh, One of the things that we know is if we want to make it available in rural communities, if we want to make it available uh, at motor speedways, you're not going to use up every single last dose. You have to be able to willing and be open up a dose of 10 and know that only eight or nine might get used. So you have to have a little slack in the system. And based on all the calculations, I think we've made sure to purchase enough vaccines so any American who wants a vaccine can get it. You mentioned about pulling money from stockpiles of tests when you were talking about uh, to Tam's question. Knowing 
that you can't answer what might be coming in the fall and winter with yeah. the surge. Should Americans be buying tests now and stocking up on tests so they have them in preparation for what could be coming? What I would say is, you know, the, the calculations that HHS had done, again, I think th these were done before I arrived, um, suggested that if we got another Omicron-like event, uh, we should have about 800, 900 million tests in a stockpile so we can get it out to the American people um, because it would take us four to six weeks for domestic manufacturing to ramp up again. We're going to have nowhere near that. Um, so that is a real problem. Uh, we are going into this fall and, and winter without adequate tests because of congressional inaction. Oh, we still have um, no tests. We still have no tests. We did this last year. Testing is one of like the least invasive ways that you can do stuff. And by the way, one of the only ways that a lot of people can get around like work vaccine exemptions mm -hmm. too is by doing frequent testing. So when they do this stuff, like they've not allowed the testing to ramp up to meet what they already know is going to be the demand. Just like last year, they knew there was going to be demand for testing and they didn't let it go and, and didn't like that was what everybody told the White House to do was make more tests available. And they didn't do it last year, too. Don't you remember all the doctors told them to? And then they, Jen Psaki was like, oh, mom, what are we going to do? Send out tests to people? And then they ended up having yes, to do yes. exactly that because there weren't enough tests. Well, like, here we are back again. It's now been a year and they still don't have, like, the one easy thing. If there had been more tests available in extremely early COVID before we knew how to treat COVID, then a lot of people wouldn't have had to die because they were telling people there was no COVID here for months and not letting people test because there wasn't any testing, right? Well, yeah, and they also excluded the market from offering mm -hmm. tests. They it, wouldn't do at-home tests because they were worried about tracking people. Right, the CDC wanted to do their own testing, mm -hmm. and the CDC wasn't capable of doing their own testing. It was, it's ridiculous, but also, like... It did, so Julie and Phil say Julie actually grew up in Rockville Center. Oh, really? Cool. How yep, old is Julie? Yeah, you might know Tom's cousins. Well, my mother grew up there, too. She went to high school with uh, the girl who played um, 86 on uh, Get Smart. Hmm. Uh, Howard Stern from Rockville Center. Um, okay. Um, so this is insane, obviously. Well, obviously We're doing but, but also, a repeat of the exact same things so that they also, can with, panic. This, this guy who's mischaracterizing the president is now slamming Congress. I, I think there, were, there was just a Inflation Reduction Act passed that had all sorts of goodies in it. I think there was a mm -hmm. CR, Continuing Resolution, just passed as well. Right. To keep the budget of the government open. It, yeah, you know. I believe the Democrats control all the houses of Congress, yes. too. So <laughs> I and, don't know what exactly they want here. But it's just so insane. And the idea that we are like continually back to square one, like they can't do anything... But we just don't, there's no way we can have enough tests. We knew how many we needed, but we just, there's not going to be tests. So essentially, isn't he answering her question, which was, should mm -hmm. we be buying up the tests at the store and stockpiling them now? Didn't he just answer that? Yes. I mean, <laughs> why is this guy, why is there still a COVID task force? Can we just call this thing a night, okay? Well, as the president was very clear, COVID is not over. Right, that's right. He's been very <laughs> clear about that. By the way, my cousins lived on Linden Street in Rockville Center, which is where we used to hang out and play. Famous event took place in Linden Street, Alice, 1985. We had smoke bombs. Used to be able to buy these little round smoke bombs. Mm -hmm. and we had one in the middle of the street and blue smoke was coming up and we would all take turns and run through it. And it was my turn to run through it and I ran through it and my cousin John ran the other way and we collided. <laughs> and my buck no. teeth went into his uh, skull and he had to get stitches. Linden Street. Somewhere <sighs> there's uh, John Seymour's dried blood. Ooh. Uh, eight, six, what am I doing? Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Should we go to this other piece of... Uh, where should I go to next? Um, well... I have it on the move. I gotta In say. case you feel the urge, it is National Coming Out Day. Oh! I hope you know. Karine I'm, Jean-Pierre I'm, told us her coming out story to open the press conference. <sighs> We don't have to watch it because it's boring, but that's where we are as a country is people like have real problems, like they can't afford anything. And the White House has made sure that nobody's going to be able to get any COVID tests this winter and, you know, everything else They're And we're being treated instead of like an actual press briefing. We have Corinne Jean-Pierre telling us about how she came out to her family and how long it took them to accept her. So I 
we're just an unserious country right now. The- uh, yes, I agree with you completely. I have a question for you. Yes. Yes. What's the question? What question do you have for me? Oh. What question do you have? My friend Meredith Corman, Alice. What about Meredith Corman? Sports Corner. The New England Revolution wrapped up the 2022 Major League Soccer. My friend Meredith Corman. That's great. She's on on Nesson, working for Nesson. One of the the nicest people in uh, broadcasting, considering she's so beautiful. I say respectfully, by the way. Mm -hmm. She has nothing but a good attitude towards people some people some people especially some sometimes some of these broadcasters these kind of sideline sports broadcasters get a bit full of themselves and can be a, a handful and she is not she's a great just nice person i that's miss working great. with her um and she used to be nice to animals too which is nice that's great uh, yeah. okay so uh what else is going on um what, what was i gonna say about something about tonight uh, let's see. So we had karate. Um, then we did. Okay, we got the Halloween stuff. Um. Oh yeah, we talked about the ratings earlier. Thank you for the the words on the on the ratings. My my radio ratings. I was I, last night. I unfortunately, Alice and I um enjoyed a nightcap, and so uh, I fell asleep half on my couch. Um, for the first couple of hours last night, and so I just aspirated. For essentially just stroked out there, so I was my mind was half dead this morning for my show. But Sorry these walks, these walks are the best thing in the world. Taking mm-hmm. my walk before the show, and I took one after too today. Totally the radio show. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. It's kind of it kind of gets me spiritually mm-hmm. involved in the show, and it's it it's just a great part of the day. It's a great part of the day. That said, should we be, um. How do you feel? What do you mean? I feel great. Do you have a sober October or you have a cocktail? I'm sober Octobering right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might change my mind. Well, don't start late if you're going to start. You don't want to be up till 1 a.m. No, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Okay. I, just, I don't know. Any problem now? Uh, All right. What else? So anyway, uh, guide me. Okay. So a few things on some of the Senate races. Mm. One is. Um, in Pennsylvania, the media is like an actual mess. Like they don't actually know what to do about John Fetterman because mm-hmm. he's a disaster. So on the one hand, we have I think it was like New York Magazine or Vanity Fair. Somebody it was New did York this Magazine. huge. It was all oh, piece. It was like the vulnerability of John Fetterman and like they how- gave him the full Beto O'Rourke treatment. It's, it's well, this must have been in the works for a while, and they didn't fully realize where this race was going when they. Uh, printed made that piece go mm-hmm. like they must have been working on that for a month or so because for the most part like most of the media that's reacting to things in real time is uh freaking out about him so i just resent because it was further up the thread this video from msnbc uh with 28 days left to the midterms can you play this or no yes that's i'm sorry I was just gonna... where msnbc is talking about uh john fetterman and and how this race is going because Anybody who thinks that John Fetterman is seriously up right now with the way the media is acting about this, like they have to be seeing stuff on the ground that they know something's deeply wrong here because it, they have given up this race. Listen to this MSNBC piece. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our our conversations. Uh, <laughs> so we have MSNBC saying that the Senate candidate, the U.S. Senate yeah. candidate for the state of Pennsylvania, on which like the fate of the Senate could hinge, mm-hmm. uh, can't understand conversations. Yeah, I would say that's a problem if you want to be a U.S. senator. He, then Alice, he, he's not having trouble. He's having time problems with the auditory processing. 
He can't understand what people say to him. And MSNBC is actually reporting on it. So you have to assume, like, if you watch Biden. Who's and that lady next to him? Is that his wife? Um, I don't know. I'm not looking at it right now. It's um, kind of a uh, exotic dress. Um, but <clears throat> if MSNBC is reporting like this about Fetterman, with the way that they report on Biden, when we can all see what's going on with Biden, it's got to be much worse than we're seeing with Fetterman, too. Yeah. If MSNBC is actually saying out loud that he can't understand conversations, I mean, like, it's got to be really bad there. I, I think that race is like a done deal. Yeah. For Democrats. Well, I can't was, I believe it was called. Oh, yes. The decision desk. Zoom. The burn barrel decision desk made decision a call. Called um, you also called Georgia, where they've been doing these hit jobs on Herschel Walker. Well, they've come back. Uh, somebody's sending out oppo research on um, Warnick yeah. now. Um, and like Free Beacon is publishing it, which I know Ooh. isn't that huge. But well, no, it, the Free Beacon is a reputable site no 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 they're but they are right wing but but they're absolutely reputable i definitely i don't find them like questionable at all but um so this hasn't been picked up by mainstream sources but this i think is a big enough story that mainstream sources might have to look into this if only to like attempt to debunk it they're gonna Mm -hmm. have to do something here because this is not a good story for him this is um, from today. New records obtained by the Free Beacon reveal that Raphael Warnock's church, which pays him a $7,000 housing allowance, $7,000 a month housing allowance. That's a lot of housing allowance. My goodness. Are they going to suggest that he's a con artist? No, they're not. But listen to this. So he gets a $7,000 a month housing allowance from his church. A nice gig. Man of God. Um, secretly owns a low-income apartment building that tried to evict residents during the pandemic. One of the residents they tried to evict during the pandemic was late $28.55 in rent. Fantastic. (laughs) So it seems to me that, and they have interviews with the people in this story saying they, this rental company treats me like a piece of bleep and all that stuff. There we go. So that's actually, um... You know, and that hits him where it hurts because he's Mr. You know, like be kind to poor people. Democrats, yeah. Republicans want everybody evicted and are mean, evil, yeah. greedy I mean, landlords. The decision it's, desk has called this race. You know? I know the decision desk called it, but I just thought that was an interesting story. So I'm very interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Since early 2020, 12 eviction lawsuits have been filed against residents of the Columbia Tower at MLK Village. Isn't that? Beautiful, which Warnock's church owns 99% of. The average rent owed by the residents clocked in at $125 a month. The building has received over $15 million in taxpayer funding because it's low-income housing. Shocking, shocking, shocking. They treat me like a piece of bleep. They are not compassionate at all, Columbia Tower resident Philip White told me. White is a 69-year-old African-American who says he served in Vietnam and received an eviction notice on September 20 for failure to meet a $192 rent payment. The building tried to evict White in September of 2021 for $179 in past due rent. He said the case was dropped after he paid up plus an additional $325 in fees. White plans to fight his latest eviction, but will do so without legal representation. He doesn't even own a phone. None of the residents in the building I spoke with had any idea that the Ebenezer Baptist Church owned the building. One resident told me she was served an eviction lawsuit during the pandemic after she paid her rent one day late. A Fulton County marshal carried out a court-ordered eviction notice less than three weeks after Warnick sent this tweet. Unemployment benefits of expired rent is due today and many Georgia families are at risk of eviction in the middle of a pandemic. That resident was sued for late rent of $28.55. Fantastic. So, um, maybe Mr. Warnick should take some of his $7,000 a month that he has to pay his rent and help out some of these people who are late like 100 bucks or 28 bucks. Housing allowance. As long as it's not a salary, it's just a housing allowance. That is great. That's great. That's an incredible story. My man Herschel Walker. So I am very interested to see how the mainstream press is going to manage to ignore that. Because it seems... Decision Desk has called it, you know. I know. That's what Morgan says in the chat. He says it's done. Um, hey, by the way. Yeah. By the way, what? When I tell you that the shoe thief is attractive, it's not up for debate. <laughs> the, the decision thief, desk called it? The decision desk called it. She's attractive. <laughs> Absolutely. 
She's attractive. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, I'm bailing her out. Remember I was... Mostly I think it's the uh, black eye that you find attractive. Could be something twisted happening there. I'll <laughs> agree. By the way... Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. We've been so amorous recently, Alice, that don't you think that – I think that we, like, we got to slow down, to be honest. Good idea. You know? It's a, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like – this is, it's just <clears throat> – I see you just more as, as a source of recreational sex now than anything else. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I apologize. I'll do better. Thank you very much. I'll do the work. Thank um, you very much. And try to decenter me a little bit. Okay, I'll make an effort. Um, so anyway, um <sighs> Did you see that another big name is supposedly about to get whacked at CNN? No. A bunch of people speculating it's Acosta. Is, is he even a big name? He's like what's his well, gig now? <clears throat> I don't really Does know. Does he have a daily gig? I don't think so. Uh I mean, he's, a, he's the president a, of News Cycle Media, former managing editor of media, etc. And of course, Acosta's going. Lemon he, he essentially says got a fired, big but name. didn't leave. Uh, the, I mean, all, he says all, about all, to exit <clears throat> CNN. I'm not allowed to say his name until the end of the week. He does not have a place in the new CNN, says an executive. He reminds not. us of the Zucker period we are looking to move far from. The yeah. only reason he is still on air was not to look like we were cleaning house for political reasons That's right great. after the closing. So. That's great. Of course, Acosta's got to go. Um, you could even say, I mean, you, Anderson Cooper should be back in the field. If he is anything, he should be back in the field as a reporter. He's this stupid host. He's a dumb. He's a small brain. Um, and and obviously, Lemon is useless. Um, and, you know, Wolf is at least a veteran reporter. He's uh, He at least tries to put on the, the appearance of being non-biased. He is biased, certainly. But, I mean, you keep him, uh, if you want to, and put Anderson back in the field. The guy from Dorchester, the other guy with the white hair, what was his his name? Do you remember? John Robert? It's not John. John whatever. He's not too bad either. Get him in the field. A lot of these guys should be in the field because they're not good thinkers. They think that they are. Mm -hmm. But it makes them instantly unlikable. So I would get them, put them back in the field. I would even put Tapper back in the field. And if he doesn't want to, just say, it's fine, you can leave. You whack tapper. There's no reason to have him. He's he's also a small brain. Um, he was uh this weekend. I mean, he just like we played it yesterday or two days ago, whatever. When well, I hope nobody thinks that that was that was right for the Tupper Tommy Tuberville to say the mean thing. Mm-hmm. And also like the fact that he's. I'm glad everybody agrees with me that it was unacceptable. It's like okay, that's not what you're supposed to be doing here, Jake. There's a point to you being here. Yeah. Is to try to make the hour intriguing and compelling. But not only that. But you know, for him to say that he's he, that he wouldn't take Trump people on because they were dishonest, you can't be like that. You can't be working in Washington D.C. and assume one side is being honest with you and the other side isn't when dealing with lawyers and politicians. Right. So these journalists. I mean, and Jake Tapper is like one of the better ones. I know people are going to be upset with me for saying that. John King says John. Stewart. John King. Yes, he is good. Well. Um, He's a latecomer to the map board. I'll take uh, the other kid guy from Mass- from Massachusetts, actually. Um, MSNBC's guy, Steve. Yes. Um, Corn- Corn- Cornacki. Cornacki. Yes. Steve Cornacki. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's really good. Actually, Cornacki, I actually haven't found a chink in his armor whatsoever. 
he seems to be a down the middle kind of player, which is just yeah, so Yeah, he's rare. really good. I think, well, I think honestly, he's into the actual like X's and O's of the map so much yes. that he's like distracted by that oh. from being an activist, if you know what I mean. Is- Look at this. Look at these people playing together. John Stewart and Dave. John Stewart says, John King, he is good at the map board, was once married to Dana Bash. Dave then takes the ball, seeing as long has long abandoned providing alternative point of view. John Stewart then says he converted to Judaism when he married Dana Bash. I did know that they were married, and I did know that they that they broke up. I don't really know what her story is. I guess she's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, So, have you heard of this guy, speaking of like activist journalists, really activist journalists, have you heard of this guy, David Levitt? I feel like I read something about him this morning. Uh, his Twitter bio is award-winning we- multimedia journalist, byline CBS, Axios, Yahoo, Examiner, etc. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what, what he does TV. now, actually. But anyway, he has over 300,000 followers. And he spent uh, the last few days sending his 300,000 followers after a woman who um, tweeted that she homeschools her kids. Huh. Uh, she's a it's a Senate candidate for Virginia's 12th district. So she's a state Senate candidate. Uh-huh. But she's saying that, um, you know, she homeschools her kids and teaches them real American history and like about Columbus and stuff. And he's got a and problem he, with it. Yeah. Not only does he have a problem with it. What's but, his Twitter handle again? Uh, David underscore Levitt. Oh, um, I thought you said it said American. Journalist. Her name is. Uh, he is a journalist. I, know, I thought you said like multimedia journalist. That's his bio. Okay. Multimedia journalist, yeah. So not only did he have a problem with her, um, quote, teaching her kids how to be racist, according to him, um, he spent uh, like an entire day posting the uh, number for reporting people to for child abuse to the state of Virginia, posting it to his 300,000 followers over and over again and calling them and complaining that the wait time was on lo- too long because of the high vo- call volumes. So he wanted to report her? For child abuse. For teaching her kids to be racist. So is this guy actually still employed? I don't know exactly where he works, but he's a blue check mark with 300,000 followers, so I'm not sure what he's doing. But uh, yeah, so he posted, can someone please call child care services on Tina Ramirez, who's a Hispanic mom, by the way, whose kids are black. So, I mean, like, who's teaching her children to be racist? The Virginia State Hotline for Child Abuse has a 10-minute hold and is experiencing high call volumes with 14 callers ahead of me. So he's busy tying up Virginia's state hot. This is a, quote, journalist. His bio says he's a multimedia, an award-winning multimedia journalist. Okay, and he's spending his time tying up the child abuse hotlines for people who need to call in and report children who are actually being abused because a Hispanic mom is teaching her kid about Columbus. That's fantastic. I mean, so this guy, so he's so, and she probably, I mean, like they probably have to investigate when they get calls. So yeah. she, they probably, she's probably going to have the state involved in her freaking life now. Over that. Wow, what a piece that guy is. I mean, and does Twitter, those arbiters of like not having abusive behavior and harassment Mm -hmm. online, did they step in and take any of this down or suspend his account or do anything like that, do you think? Or are they letting the are they letting the white journalist with three hundred thousand followers uh sick his followers onto the uh diverse family in Virginia which is nowhere near him and he knows nothing about because what they have piece. different political what a piece. hopefully somebody takes him apart tonight I'll try to get him tomorrow he, uh, he won't come on Aries uh, Aries came on today by the way ba- uh, bad news Alice what's the bad news the bad news is so Aries Spears came on he's the guy who said the stuff about Lizzo yesterday that we played mm-hmm. had him on the radio show today he had laryngitis his voice was gone shot Shot. Poor guy. At the beginning of the interview, I could tell he didn't, he couldn't conjure up enough for any words, and so I just had to essentially monologue around him. I, I could, I felt bad for him, but we had to cut it out at ten minutes. I said, "Okay, man, I don't want to ruin wow. his voice. He's coming to town for to do comedies." But he was cool. Stood by it. No apologies by this guy. No apologies. He said, "That's all. I I say how I feel, and if then nobody likes it, then who gives to him?" And I said. Damn right. I mean, it was, you know, an mm-hmm. artful thing to say about somebody looking like the emoji for excrement is not necessarily a, a, a nice thing to say, but who cares? He's a comedian who says 
bombastic things. And it's I, also, by the way, a reaction to everybody 24-7 claiming that this person looks beautiful and is super healthy and wonderful and we're all incredibly attracted to it and if you don't there's something wrong with you right so that's like the place where this is coming from but it was you know what's interesting is that i I assume Ari spears is a little bit older than me but maybe he's around the same age i've i the moment i started talking to him he's been on mad tv forever he's a he's a guy who does he's been a you know comedian on the circuit forever I felt immediate kinship with him, and I don't know why. It just, he just, it felt like somebody who I should be talking to, and he should be talking to. And I wish his voice was better because I think that he was enjoying it. But we'll get him again. Um, uh, there was another thing I was going to say. Um, oh, what are the chances? What are the chances that one Erica Nardini will return my email? Three mm, percent. You think so? Maybe. I, I think it know. makes sense. I think she should. Why okay. wouldn't she? Even though, of course, I emailed her and there's a typo in it, but it's kind of on brand for me. <laughs> and actually, but actually, considering who works with her, I think their typos and emails are par for the course. I wouldn't think necessarily that, that uh, Portnoy's emails are Shakespearean in their cleanliness. Mm. Hmm? <laughs> Jesus. You really are a robot. <laughs> I'm not a robot. You're, That's you're... so mean to say. No, you are. It is. I was thinking about that today. Um, it's it's good because I mean I enjoy it. I mean you are Serbian. Not that Serbians are robots, and I have nothing but good run-ins mm-hmm. with Serbians. I mean I love them all. The, who we've met through your church, and they're they're excellent people. But there is something about Serbian women. There's no doubt. There is <laughs> that shields are up. And okay, I don't want to get myself in any more trouble. All right, time for the chat chat. Let's see what we have on the chat chat now that it's back up and running. Well, it's back. The bad boy of the burn barrel. How's it Justin. going? Good. I am upset with the dedication or the lack there of dedication of people leaving messages into the, into the burn barrel. You know how many tablets I broke? Out of anger because nobody's been leaving messages. It was the thing was broken. I didn't pay the bill, but check bounced. Now it's all set. Now it's cleared. It's fixed. Yeah, we're good. Tom, congrats on the tremendous ratings. Thank well done. You, well man. deserved. And uh, perhaps it's karma for bringing back the music, baby. The <laughs> music's back. Thank you. <laughs> the music is back because. The mob bullied me. (laughs) Tom's Tom's easily influenced by peer pressure. I gotta be. I mean, if they want the music, they can have the music. You know, I'll figure it out with Matthew Sweeten in litigation if we ever get big. Well, what did you do at school today, son? Meow, 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 meow. Oh, the the furries. Mm -hmm. Trigonometry, meow, meow. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think it's time for you to take out the trash. It's getting a bit stinky. Meow, 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 meow. No, I did it yesterday. Meow, 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 meow. Well, you won't have the car this weekend. You don't take out the trash today. And I know you don't have opposable thumbs, but use your teeth. So here's my feeling. If Would I care if one of my kids wanted to be a furry, like dress up in a fur? It seems like a labor-intensive lifestyle. <laughs> But I don't think I'd care. I mean, you looks like ridiculously stupid. Well, but... being trans is also a pretty labor-intensive lifestyle. And yeah, a but lot the furries aren't think... trans, are they? They're trans species. I don't need the half-shaved head, blue shock of hair, angry nose ring thing in my house. And my, my, you know, as a matter of fact, that's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, that, that, no, it's that actually not. That behavior will not be affirmed already. <laughs> my daughter has already... T- 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 no, I'm not going to... Well, that's why you have to start the limits... Very the the bar has to be extremely low for, uh, or high. I'm not sure which way I'm thinking of it, but you have to have like very extreme limits because then when your kid pushes the limits, like if our daughter pushes <clears throat> the limits of what I allow her to do, she'll like get one ear piercing. Sally, yeah, come here, because <laughs> she's not allowed to do that. So, you yes. know, my mother never had her ears pierced. So, but if you're already allowed to have your ears pierced and everything else, are you um? Um, are you, um, oh, what do you think of Greta Thunberg? You don't know who that is? Good. She's some 17-year-old creep from the 
Netherlands or something. Keep her in public school. She'll know soon, I'm sure. Yeah, you will learn th- that she's an important arbiter for climate change or something. She's just some, some European jerk. I just wanted to make sure you, in case you didn't know. Anyway. Okay. Any word in Terry and Clemente? No. How about, did you talk to his son, son about this? So what's going on here is I found out that a classmate of mine in Winchester High School, my mm-hmm. daughter's friends, real close friends with his son. Mm-hmm. Now, you would figure that... What year did he graduate, though? 91. Are you sure? Yeah. Clemente? I looked in the yearbook. Yes, I remember him. We've okay. got, got a picture of him right here. We graduated together. He invented a sock-wearing style that stuck with me from McCall Junior High. I might have to check with Kirk on this. But listen to this. Kirk has no credibility. I have no... Now, uh, my moles are telling me that he was never in Winchester High School. But here's my thing. Darren graduated in 1991. She's friends with Darren's son. I know one Clemente. I guarantee he knows one Shattuck. So he would have asked at some point. So he knows that we're friends. I've then since... Subsequently, I have Facebook friend requested him. Mm-hmm. Nada. Maybe he doesn't really use Facebook. Na- yeah, doesn't really use Facebook. Well, he could very some older people he could, don't. He could doesn't really use Facebook, and still accept my friend request. So, <laughs> so, so now that I've got a. Hey, Dad, how much does he post? Uh, I can't see because I'm not when I'm not friends with him. Right? Really? Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay. Is that I have now um, mobilized a black ops operation. Okay. Where I'm going to get Sally. And Darren, you by manipulating Darren's son, access to Darren Darren's computer and going to have them get on there and accept my Facebook friend request. At that point, Alice, what am I going to do? Um, I don't know. I'm going to unfriend him <laughs> for the win. We call that. Okay. But what if then he friends you? If he friend requests me, yeah. Well, he'll have to do it hat in hand. And with the utmost of... Um, but mostly, Sally, he's not going to know anything happened no. at all. Sally, your <laughs> your job is to get into that office. You need to penetrate the walls of that office and gain access to that machine, sign on to that machine, and accept that friend request. Okay, but Dad, what are the odds that you and Darren Clemente are the same age and me and Cosmo are the same age? What do you mean by the odds? They're 100% the odds. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question. What are the odds that it continues to be that way next year? I think it's probably pretty strong. No, but like that it would like be the exact same. Everybody in this town listens to this podcast. Darren is listening to this podcast. He knows what he's <laughs> I'm doing. I'm sure he is, honey. Doesn't tell me. <laughs> I only I only even knew, you know, he tried to he's trying to run on silent run, undetectable, trying to um cloak his uh, existence right down the street from me a la a, um, a, a Klingon war, bird of prey, or is it Romulan bird of prey? So he's trying to cloak his existence down there. I only knew that he was down here because my other friend, Matt Benton, class of 91, what are the odds? Also told me, gave him up. That's mm-hmm. how I know Darren lives near me. You could have asked me Mm-hmm. If I knew any Clementes, because we do, we do. We well, we already knew that there were Clementes in town. Yeah. Wait, but else, why, why would I ask you a random name <laughs> of one of three hundred last names? Well, of my but school? I mean, you or you might have noticed. Do you know any like, I mean, do you how, know any do, how do you think do you I know? Rotundies? This is the stuff that bothers me. <laughs> do you think that, like, how do you think I find out the names of the kids' friends? I have access to the, all the same information you do, and I knew that they knew Clementes. I didn't know they knew Clementes. Why wouldn't you know that, though? Why do I know that and you don't? What did I? Because how did I find that out? You hang in those circles do? with parents. Why? You hang. You're at the soccer games in the morning too. What do you go around like asking for business cards? Or something? <laughs> no, but I know who people are. I know their names. Yeah, but uh, why do you know their names? I don't know. I just know people's names. I don't... Uh, soccer games, I'm generally doing my own thing. I'm not interested in anybody's names. Albeit <laughs> there are some good-looking milfs at the soccer games. Let's be honest here. But other than that, I, I'm... I'm just doing my... I'm just... Okay. 
<laughs> what am I doing wrong that I'm supposed to know? So am I supposed to track all okay, the class of 91 people I'm from Winchester? The, I'm the keeper of people's names. There is another girl who lives in this town who went to my school. Um, but she, I think she was a year ahead of me. Remember, the other side of town? Amy? Amy what? Binding Foley? Is that yeah, that's that right. Amy Binding. Upper Crust, Winchester. Far from where I was. <laughs> she was... Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a whole group of, of uber wasps. Yeah, wait, yes. Can I just text Cosmo and tell him to tell his dad to, friend, to accept your friend request on Facebook? Uh, that is, those terms are acceptable. Really? Sure. I mean, like, actually? But why? Is that an act of war in 2022? No, wait, I want to ask Mom. It's fine with me. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens here. I can't tell if you're joking or not, Dad. No, I I don't care. You want to ask the, the Cosmo to do what he should do to to repair? <sighs> okay, here we go. You ready? Okay. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Just wanted to convey to you just how disappointed I am with Alice. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Good. Sorry, I apologize. First of all, everybody got a good look at you yesterday. That's all you guys have to know. <laughs> And her derogatory remarks she made in last night last night's podcast yep. regarding the Greek community. Seriously, Alice, what do you have against Greeks? In ancient Greece, that was very acceptable. It was a major part a of, of the social structure around places. Doesn't mean you have to be have an anti Greek feeling. I don't have anti Greek feeling. You threw a, a Molotov cocktail at Nick's down the street. I did not. You should do. Having Greek heritage, as well as family members who are active in the Greek Orthodox Church, I am truly offended. Correct. Same here. Her portrayal of my ancestors mm -hmm. performing pagan sexual practices was over the top. Correct. Especially coming from a, from a fellow Eastern Orthodox congregant mm -hmm. like Alice. Yep. Backstabbing two-faced Ichvay. I find the only acceptable apology will be for Alice to wear a dirndl, more commonly known as a St. Pauli girl outfit. Oh! Yes, you are wearing one of those. <laughs> listen, for Oktoberfest, I, listen, Alice, listen, mm -hmm. I need you to look at me for a second. Okay. For Oktoberfest, I'm getting you a St. Pauli girl outfit, and you're going to wear it for the show, and you're going to do the pigtail thing. At some point, you'll be holding two steins of beer. Capiche? The ancient uh, Greeks were pagan. So were the ancient Slavs, by the we way. We have moved on to objectifying you. Do you understand this? This is happening. Um, I don't think it's happening, though. Yes, it is. I'm getting the outfit, and you're going to wear it. <laughs> I don't know about This, that. in honor of October. Correct. Oktoberfest would, uh, I'm sure... Calm down my Ancient hurt German's pagan too. from her awful comments last night. Yeah. How would you attack the entire Greek community? The ancient Serbs were pagan too and did oh, pagan well, sexual well, rights you also. Everybody the does. The current Greek Orthodox community, Alice. Everybody does. Ill. The Japanese emperors still do <sighs> pagan sexual acts. Who the frig are the Japanese emperors? There's a Japanese royal imperial family and they still do like a ritual where they, quote, mate with the sun god. That's true. Can you leave at least one nationality alone so that we might get some more listeners, Alice? <laughs> I'm not. That's not. It's not a race thing. Thank it's you. No, true. not at all. Not at no, all. No, what I'm saying is everybody did that. Uh-huh. Or... All ancient cultures used to do pagan sexual acts. That's a known thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. Passing this on to Alice and for her cooperation in my request. Have a great show tonight. Thank you, Phil. Bye -bye. I, I agree with you on every count. I apologize for Alice's hatred and her hostilities towards mm -hmm. many, many uh, different... <laughs> if I hate religions. all the cultures, can it really be racism anymore, honey? <sighs> Whatever you need to do to get through the night, Alice, I guess. Well, I just want to make sure I'm getting this. <laughs> John Stewart wants to know how a broke dude is buying a costume for a prank. Me? Mm-hmm. I am going to buy the St. Paul because I won't pay for the kids' school lunch or something. I am paying. <laughs> I am getting that because that has to be done. I was in 
a bar a couple of weeks ago for an Oktoberfest thing with a friend of mine, and the girls had those on, and now it is happening. Happening. This is the objectification of Alice is something that I am <laughs> all for, Alice. Hmm. Just listen to Tom get fired up with the call of Dave, and it occurred to me. Tom sounds exactly like Sam Kennison when he's all worked up, and I love it. I had a call of Dave. I don't think I do. Is I that Tim and Canton? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think I can. I don't think I have what um, Kennison has. Say it! Say it! But uh, I don't. Rec- I don't recall. I remember today, I, Dave and I went after it, and I was. You know what? I was considering. I had stroked out during the night, and my, my half my mind was not there. I was much more articulate than I ever am. I had every word. I'm like, I, I think I used the word enumerated at some point. It's like, do I even know wow. what that means? I know, I know. It was great. Thank you. Dave was good. He's 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 just a, a Trump hater. Hope he does call back, but I did yell at him. If you're not somebody who's used to be getting yelled at, it's it's got to be an interesting sensation. <laughs> you not only get through to the radio station, but then you wait on hold, and then you get on air, and you hear the... And then somebody's like really mad at you, <laughs> and then you're off air, and then you go about your day. It's gonna be. I used to call it be a radio station caller. I never yelled at the hosts. I don't think I was always a. Uh, I was a bad caller actually. So uh, all the girls at at the school I work at, they talk about how dreamy Richard Dean Anderson is, and I was like, MacGyver, dude had a mullet. What do you kids know about MacGyver? Yeah, I don't think they would think he's. Dreamy. Dreamy. That would be interesting, though. I was never a MacGyver guy. I don't like... I never liked it. I never liked the... That or the thing where the guy had the... Would dream and go back in time. What was that called? I don't know. Um, Scott Bakula was in it. Whatever that is. Not not into it. I, I was... I was a mid-80s Simon and Simon guy. Give me Simon and Simon. That's all I ever really needed. Hi. Steve from Aramac. Good day. Hi, Steve. I felt like I was listening to two different people on two different shows yesterday. Tom, I felt, was having a series of mini strokes <laughs> that caused these pregnant pauses. Tom's half of the show sounded like, you know, Alice, the thing with Lizzo. <laughs> yes, Tom. The thing with Lizzo. Yes, Tom. The thing with and then Alice sounds like she's on firing line in the uh, late 1970s, and she's William F. Buckley. M- M- Mr. Vidal, the, uh, the Oriental Orthodox Church and the Chalcedonians and the Castle of Chalcedine and the Coptic Christians, you know. Oh, my God. Please, unify. Do some freaking thing. Thank you. Correct. <laughs> Correct. That means you have to come up to my level, honey. You have to get into non calcedonians also. Greek Orthodox. <laughs> Mr. Shattuck. Oh, well done, Steve. Steve, well done, my friend. My goodness. Good job, really, everybody on the show. Yeah, it, it, it's great to have it back. Call again. Let's keep these calls going here. I love it. It's my favorite part of the thing. It's, it's wonderful. Wonderful. What the hell is somebody who can do a William F. Buckley impression doing it in Merrimack, Massachusetts, by the way? Oh. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, I'll try and make Tom smarter for the next show. How about not being an ice queen <laughs> and uh, injecting a little bit of human being in there? <laughs> acknowledge that you just made a joke. I acknowledge it. <laughs> I will not emote. Jesus. I'm kind of into it, too, but... <laughs> You can leave those chat chat messages at uh, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Once again, that is up and running. Um, you can also talk to us on social media at burnbarrelpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com, and you can find us all the different places you like to listen Say to podcasts. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.